This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The conservatives are calling it a crisis, and this afternoon there will be an emergency meeting of the House of Commons Immigration Committee, where opposition members will try to pressure the government to revisit the way it is handling the stream of asylum seekers coming into the country, and also to focus on the strain this is causing the provinces where most of those refugee claimants end up. It comes after Friday's meeting of federal and provincial immigration ministers ended with a bitter fight between the federal minister, Ahmed Hussein, and Lisa McLeod, his Ontario counterpart. Asylum seekers are processed in a separate queue at the IRB and all the other regular immigration programs are processed by IRCC. And conflating the two knowingly is irresponsible, it's divisive, it's fear-mongering and it is not Canadian. I think maybe the minister should sit down, have a nice cup of tea, calm down a little bit and maybe phone me and apologize for calling me un-Canadian. Well, I have a hunch that did not happen. We are checking on that. In the meantime, one thing conservatives and New Democrats agree on is that the federal government is mishandling this. What do you think? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, let's go to Jenny Kwan, who is the NDP critic for multiculturalism, immigration, refugees, and citizenship. Hello, Jenny Kwan. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, first of all, do you see this as a crisis? Well, I think that we do have a set of challenges on our hands. Uh, I think that it can be managed. Uh, I think the federal government needs to do a better job of acknowledging the challenges uh, and uh, and then coming forward with a plan. The name-calling that's going on, uh, the spat, if you will, between uh, the provincial minister from Ontario and the minister of immigration, I don't think it's helpful. I think misinformation, providing misinformation to Canadians is not helpful. Uh, I think that we need to look at the situation and look at where the source of the problem is coming from. Uh, And right from the beginning, in fact, uh, I had brought it to the House of Commons back in 2017 in January uh, when Trump first brought forward his travel ban. And to say that we need a plan to deal with the situation, the source of the issue are not the asylum seekers per se, but rather it is the Trump administration. Okay, but whatever the source, it is uh, causing a big strain, uh, particularly the numbers for Toronto is 90 million in social assistance costs, 75 million in shelter costs, and Ottawa has promised 11 million to help. Well, the federal government provides each province uh, through a agreement uh, on supporting immigration-related uh, services, and they calculate that number on the basis of the last three years of the numbers of uh, newcomers 
to the province. So, so there's some dollars that are allocated through the transfer payments to the provinces to handle the situation. Now, with that being said, we do have a different situation here where we have large numbers of people crossing to Canada irregularly. And so, therefore, uh, there has been additional pressure, particularly for the border communities. And the top border communities are, in fact, Quebec. Uh, yes, Ontario is being impacted as well, uh, and Manitoba, uh, and then British Columbia. And so the federal government, when this was happening, and we saw it coming, by the way, because every time Trump opened his mouth and he spouts out some, you know, uh, hateful, racist comments towards particular groups of people, uh, we have a reaction. We see that on the ground here in Canada. And so we knew this was coming. And so I call on the federal government, the minister, to come forward with a plan to address the issue and to also work with the international community to address the issue. And sadly, to date, the government has taken an ad hoc approach, uh, very much sort of, you know, a, a last minute kind of thing to respond to the situation uh, as it's evolving. Rather than doing that, we really should really uh, come forward with a long-term plan to address this issue. This is going to be ongoing. That's my prediction uh, over the next course of time. As long as Trump is in office, asylum seekers are not safe. That is the reality. Well, that's and, that, and, and Canada will be impacted as a result of that. Okay. Um, you know, I would have to agree that with so many people around the world displaced, it, it would be naive to think that Canada is not going to be affected. But uh, what about the way these claims are adjudicated? I gather that that was changed. It used to be sort of first come, first serve. Then uh, under the Conservatives, they said, let's deal with the first people in first so that so that we can send back people whose claims are not deemed to be legitimate. And I believe that now it, it's back to the original way. And there's a huge backlog. Is, is, isn't that one way to address the situation, to beef up the adjudication of those claims so people aren't languishing here and, uh, uh, frankly, costing money to the system, waiting to see if their claims are accepted? Oh, absolutely. And the Immigration Refugee Board has been chronically underfunded from the Liberal government to the Conservative government to now the Liberal government. All of the administration successively has underfunded the IRB. And as a result, you have a huge backlog. And in fact, when the Conservatives changed the uh, policy uh, by legislating to say that uh, the first people who arrive will be processed first within a timeline, but they did not resource the IRB adequately to do that job, then you end up having what we call legacy cases. Literally thousands of cases were stuck in the system where people were waiting for their case to be adjudicated to determine uh, you know, where their life is going to be. Uh, but yet they were stuck in limbo uh, and those legacy cases were finally being dealt with by this government. But how did this government choose to deal with it? They choose to take existing resources to deal with those legacy cases. So consequently you have new cases coming on stream that are just backlogged. So you have this situation where none of the governments uh, had dealt with it, not the Conservatives, not the Liberals, in ensuring that the IRB has the tools and the resources that's necessary to address these cases. So what we are calling for, and I have been calling for, uh, is for the government to adequately resource the IRB so that people uh, can have their cases heard and a decision be made. And what do you think 
the right way to do it is? Is it to go back and deal with what you call the legacy cases, or is it to deal with this new wave of asylum seekers so that people who are not deemed to be uh, legitimate refugees are are deported or sent home, uh, while people who are deemed, you know, can get themselves sorted out? Well, I mean, really, you need to do both. You can't sort of uh, leave the legacy cases and be stuck there, right? And then, you know, and if you only put enough resources to deal with the legacy cases, you're going to create what I call legacy case 2.0, right? <laughs> the, the, the people that are coming in are just stuck in the system for years on end, and then you have another set of legacy cases uh, happening. So really, you need adequate resources to be, deal with both streams, to clear the backlog, and then to adequately deal with the existing cases. When you don't, this is not helpful, frankly, for the people who are seeking asylum. It's not helpful for Canada and for the reputation of Canada. We do have an excellent uh, immigration system, and we need to protect the integrity of that. And part of doing that work is to ensure that it's properly resourced uh, and, and so that the people at the IRB can do its work. Okay, hang on, Jenny. Let's take a call. We've got John in Brampton. Hi, John. Hi, Libby. You're on How the air. Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to ask the uh, NDP lady uh, who identified the problem, one which I had never occurred to me, but it seems that Trump is the problem and not our immigration policy. How would you go about dealing with that? Well, Should Trump we is a big the part of the problem. Right? Well, I mean, you know, John, if I, if I may interject there, I mean, people have different ideas about where the problem is, and I'm sure that we can all, uh, depending on where we come from politically, have, have very noisy debates about it. But, but, you know, my focus is we have a problem. So rather than having an argument about what the source of the problem is, why don't, why don't we talk about how we deal with it? Uh, I don't know if that's being too practical, but, but John, what do you think about that idea? Well, I, I'd say, first of all, we have to identify that there is a problem. And then identify that, that the problem is one that's realistic enough that we can deal with it. But, uh, you know, we, we, I keep hearing this over and over, especially CBC, CTV. Uh, there's a constant, it's Trump's fault. Um, and I don't believe that. It's got nothing to do with Trump. Okay, we, we well, well, well maybe I can jump in here. I, I would say that there are two aspects to which we can deal with this situation. One is that for the people that are here, we need to actually uh, process the cases. We were just talking about that with the IRB to expeditiously address many, the, more more uh, those cases. I think that also if for Canada to have uh, uh, the safe third agreement in place with the United States, recognizing the United States as a safe country under the Trump administration, I think is wrong. And I think we need to suspend the safer country agreement so that people are not forced to risk their lives in creating the situation that we're now faced with. And then third, uh, with Trump, how do we deal with this issue? Canada has for so long worked so hard as a middle power to earn its place and reputation in the international community as a country that's compassionate, a country that's fair-minded, a country that is strong advocates for peace. 
And so to that end, I think it's time for us to leverage that reputation and to work with allies in the international community to come up with a strategy to deal with Trump. Every time Trump comes up with a policy that targets a particular group, we see this reaction. We saw that with the, uh, the travel ban. We saw him targeting. Every time he opens his mouth to target one community, you have this situation. We now have a situation where children have been ripped away from families. And somehow that, that we think that that's okay. Somehow that the United States is still a safe country. The United States have declared that those who are seeking asylums and trying okay, uh, Ms. Kwan, to... Okay, Ms. Kwan, can is, we is, jump is, in there? That's, that's a, I mean, that's sort of a, a little beyond the discussion we're trying to have uh, today, which is just how to deal with all the people that are here and all the people that are coming. Um, and, and what we don't to even do, know but, how many, because... Well, the, actually, the, the numbers, I'm going to give the numbers out, and John, uh, thanks for your call. Uh, the numbers have actually been dropping in the last few months. So in June, we had 1,273, and that's down from May 1,869, and the peak was in April 2,560. So, uh, uh, yeah. The numbers are dropping, but the conservatives are still calling it a crisis. And uh, Jenny Kwan, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Uh, We are now going to bring in Larry McGuire, and he is conservative MP from Brandon Suris, and he is on the Immigration Committee, which is having that emergency meeting uh, shortly after we get off the air. Hello, Larry. Yes, hello. How are you today? Fine. Thanks for joining us. What are you hoping to accomplish in this meeting? Well, we want to be able to make sure that we've got a system that uh, holds the... that has a you know a sound plan. Uh, we've got a two-tiered system that has been created here by the uh, by the Prime Minister's tweet. Uh, welcome, hashtag welcome to Canada. And uh, we've got a complete failure of leadership at the very top of this issue right now. And we've had over thirty-one thousand three hundred uh, immigrants come in 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 the unprocessed or the unregular uh, system that we've had over the past year. Is is the way to deal with this, do you think, is job one to beef up the the system for adjudicating these claims so that the people who have a legitimate claim stay and that we send home the people who do not? Is that the right way to go? Or is there something else that you think we should do first? Well, the only solution that's come up to date is to throw more money at the problem. And this does nothing to address this two-tiered system that I talked about. Okay, and, uh, but describe what you mean by a two-tiered system. Well, we've got the, like, we have to remind Canadians that we do have uh, immigrants coming into Canada following the established legal process, and there's 310,000 of those a year. And for the most part, they've all got jobs. They've waited in line. I know through my own office we do this on a regular basis. Uh, Some of them have waited five, six, seven years to get here through the established routes. And then we have those who just walk across the border today. And uh, so we've got a a two-tiered system in regards to how the government has handled this, and the only solution. Well, is wait to a minute. We've always out. we have always taken refugees, and those are people who say or whose lives are in danger, and they have to flee. Canada has always done this. So, the question is that are are these people legitimate refugees, or how many of them are legitimate refugees? So, I, I don't think it's fair to say that all of them are not. 
but no, that's right. but clearly, clearly, some probably are not. Well, Canadians, you know, we expect, and I am one of them, expect to have an immigration system that is compassionate and fair. And all we're saying is that some of this is not fair in regards to some of the people that are coming across the border. In fact, the government has indicated, uh, the public safety has indicated that 90% of these uh, immigrants coming into Canada have been processed to go back to the United States. But, uh, I mean, that's out of Minister Goodale's office and in question period. And so we want to make sure that we are as compassionate as we need to be for those who are being persecuted in these nations. And I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, so so again, so we, we have all these people here. The numbers have been dropping. Uh, it's a huge drain on provinces and on the cities where they end up. I gave out the numbers for Toronto. It's $90 million in social assistance, $75 million in shelter costs, and Ottawa has pledged $11 million so far. Uh, you know, the math doesn't work out there. Yeah, it's 36 million in Quebec, 11 here, and three in Manitoba. Yeah. And that doesn't add up. I mean, that doesn't come anywhere close to uh, where the these uh, numbers need to be. And that is the money that's gone to those provinces to try to process, catch up on some of the backlogs of, of uh, the costs that those provinces have already borne for a system that they had nothing to do with, uh, with promoting. And, uh, and they continue to work with the legal immigrants that are coming into the country on a regular basis, as uh, I've described before. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so just uh, on a one, two, three, what, what do you want to see happen to deal with this, to deal with the problem that we have now? Well, we need to make sure that we are prioritizing those who are being persecuted and first and uh, have them come into the country. And, uh, and so uh, we need to make sure then as well that the federal government uh, owns up to their uh, admission of responsibility for this in managing and paying for the problems that, uh, or the costs rather, that the provinces have already borne in this situation. And then we need to make sure that uh, for those legitimate uh, uh, refugees that are coming into our country that they are taken care of uh, in the same manner that uh, many of our legal immigrants who are coming into the country uh, have already uh, successfully attained. And do they need to uh, beef up those boards? And do you think they have to deal first with the people coming in right now or first clear the backlog of people who've been waiting sometimes for years to have their cases heard? Well, we need to recognize that the government uh, needs to enforce the safe third country agreement uh, to start with. Doesn't matter. I mean, the United States is a safe country. Okay. Uh, yeah. We just, just as a, a program note, we just heard from the NDP's Jenny Kwan. She believes the, the United States is not a safe third country. Uh, that's, I guess, a big uh, uh, argument going on now. Please go ahead. Yes. So we have to enforce that. Well, I've heard uh, Ms. Kwan make that case in committee before a number of times. But the United States, I mean, we all know it's a safe country. So this. This government needs to enforce the safe third country agreement and ensure that those asylum seekers are processed in the country that they land in. That's number one. But um, you know, then we need to deal with the situation that has been forced upon the provinces uh, by the um, process that they can just walk across the border. And uh, again, what do you hope that will come out of the emergency meeting today? That the government makes an understanding of, uh, of the situation that they have uh, put Canada in, uh, we know that we have a situation where we are compassionate as a country, where we're bringing uh, uh, immigrants into Canada on a regular basis. 
many of my small communities and, and cities in the prairies and here in Toronto, church groups, community clubs, community groups are doing a great job of handling the uh, immigrants that are coming into our country, and many of them are private refugees uh, that are coming into our country, and that process has worked very well. So the government needs uh, to create a situation where they've got a, they need to come up with a plan to be able to have uh, the immigration come in on a more regular basis. And one of those areas is to to have the you know institute the third, uh, third safe state agreement that we have in place, uh, you know, in in our border, and that would uh, make sure that we're dealing with people who are um, directly being persecuted in their own countries. And have them and have a direct path, but that agreement still certainly says that they need to be, um, you know, dealing with uh, applying for the refugee status in the first country that they land in. Okay, MP Larry McGuire, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.